Praise God and welcome to Love Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. You call yourself a Christian. Here we go. Very, very t- uh, disturbing to see so many people are ignorant, believing in Christ, believing in Jesus, and but that's the fuzz you can go. <laughs> oh my God. Let me say this. Mm. Good old orange juice. Getting ready for the fast. We'll talk about that later on. Let me say this. I have been doing this 14 years. Christians have no clue of what the Bible says about being a Christian. Now, God is making a shaking in the church. The Lord is calling out pastors and all this sin in the church. If you have your computer, it's so, it hurt my heart, man. I had to call Advantage Dan and Sister Durden. And Sister Durden sent me a clip. It's so, it's so sad. If you go to my website and set me celebrating my Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs, there is a church on our Facebook site. Sister Kathleen Favors, shalom to you. Shabbat Shalom. There is a site on my site. Just go look at it. And it's the pastors telling the church members to walk it out and dancing like they're in a nightclub. Walk it out is nowhere in the Bible. And then something else shocked me. There are pastors in Africa wearing women's shoes. And they laying hands on people, casting out demons. What is this? Oh, God, Jesus. I don't know nothing about T.D. Jakes because I don't listen to him. I keep telling people that man is not a pastor. He's not a teacher. He is an inspirational teacher. Okay? God is tired of these people representing his kingdom. And when people don't know the Bible... They believe what they see and what they've been trained through their traditions. My, I broke my tradition of Roman Catholicism. I'm not Catholic. I ain't dealing with it. Okay? I renounce. I'm not praying to no Virgin Mary. That ain't in the Bible. I was Catholic all my life. I was really jacked up. It took the power of God to snatch me out of there with his mercy and his grace. And even in America... There is a departing from the faith. Christian fellowship in church is down 26% since the covert virus. Well, they ain't teaching nothing in there anyway, so they ain't missing nothing. If I had a subject like this in a church, people wouldn't want to hear what I'm about to say. I pray that these teachers, this teaching would allow you to see if you really are a Christian. I'm going to let the word, you see... The word is what's going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. Jesus says his word will judge us. Hang on, I'm going to find it. King James Version, the word will judge you. Let's go to John chapter 12. He that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judged him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day, the Bible, the word. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. That's total submission. And we have to be submissive like that. It's the word that's going to judge us, the word of God. And the scripture reference for that is John chapter 12, verse 48 through 50. And 
It hurts me so bad when I see Christians don't know the Bible are falling off and just listening to anything. It's amazing where I gave off 37 scriptures. I'm going to give them back off tomorrow because I got so much to cover. I'm giving 37 scriptures of the Sabbath in the New Testament. People miss that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, your word says if we confess our fault, that you are just and able to forgive us for all of our sins. In 1 John 1, 9, we ask that you forgive us for our sins this day. Lord, thank you for forgiving us. We know that your word says you authority to see of forgiveness, Psalms 103, 11, and 12. I take authority over Satan and every demonic spirit against the airways. Lord, use me according to your oracle. Let the oracle of the Holy Spirit give me its revelation. For it is written, I should not worry about what I'm going to say or how I'm going to say it, but the Holy Ghost should give you at that hour what you need to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How I got this, this teaching, the Lord gave this to me. All that came out of my spirit. He just said, turn here, turn there. So I don't have to write a script. I just, that isn't the Bible. People don't study the Bible. Holiness is not even taught about the Bible. Did you know that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 follow peace with all men. We can't do that. So-called Christians are not hating their other brother because they love Donald Trump. I'm going to get on this. I'm going to ride Trump train until he get out of office. He's not going to get in office. I, I'm praying him out. And people are not following peace, and they call themselves Christians supporting this. But for you, as a Christian, it says, follow peace with all men, watch this, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, if you don't teach a person what holiness is, they're going to miss out seeing the Lord. So it's good that you study and stay under teaching. You want to be taught. You don't need to be preached. Preaching is for the unsaved. And it is said that holiness brings forth sanctification. Sanctification is the act of making a declaration. Something holy. You made a declaration that you are going to serve the Lord Jesus. And allow him to come into your life and teach you the problem that I see that people are allowing other people to teach them and they're missing out on, on, on true Christianity. I didn't know the Bible. I ain't know nothing about no scriptures. As I start studying it and gave my life to the Lord and listened to a lot of Derek Prince, I start studying and, and every time I would study the Bible, the book of Mark, boom, demons, 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 demons. Every time I opened the Bible, demons. I drop the Bible, Mark, come right back open. Find your calling. Holiness is a word that ain't even acceptable no longer in the church. A bishop, T.D. Jakes, they, he said, they said to him, do you have any problem coexisting with homosexuals? He said, no, I don't have no problems coexisting with them. His two sons are homosexual. Bishop, look here, man. Daddy ain't no bishop. That's an inspirational teacher. Geno Jenkins, I love that pastor. He called him out. I call folks out because the Holy Spirit tell me to call them out. I will. It's because we are dependent on so many of these preachers to teach us when they're not even teaching the Bible themselves. See, they can't lead me to that stuff because I know the word. Again, this is a very powerful scripture. People call themselves Christians, but are, 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 if you are a Christian, are you submitting to this scripture? Follow peace with all men. Who is it that you're not following peace with? And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. No man. That's including me. So, I see that there's a departing in the body of Christ 
of Christians leaving these buildings. I'm glad they're leaving the building, but read the Bible because in the building the Spirit's gone. The Episcopalian Church was once filled with the Holy Spirit in the 30s and 40s. Ain't nothing in there no more. Nothing. The Roman Catholic Church ain't nothing up in there. And what is taking place is God is calling each of us individually to serve him and to have the authority that he's given us so people can see the demonstration of the power working so they can become Christians. Let me give you a testimony. My brother, Apostle Tommy, this brother has been suffering so much. We're going to talk about suffering as a Christian. You call yourself a Christian. When I get through tonight, search your heart, man. Look, I'm not here to judge nobody. God knows. I have to look out and work out my own salvation. I'm just a teacher. I'm not to pick on you. If the Holy Spirit's speaking through me, I have to let that happen. And this brother said, you know, it says that the elders of the church pray. And he prayed. I said, he prayed on me. I just canceled the MRI. I can move my shoulder. They said this thing, had it, it was broke on the x-ray. It ain't broke now. I couldn't do this. X-ray came back, no bones broken. That's healing. The Lord healed me. I believe. We have to believe in his word. We cannot depend on nobody to get you holiness but yourself. Hey, praise God, Sister Marshall. God bless you. I'm glad you in this room. I don't I done lost your number. When you get off this thing, please send me your number. Me and Sir Dern tried to call you out. I don't see your name in the in the thing. We back on Fridays now because Sister Durden got back from out of town. God bless you, sister. And God bless Cat Sister Kathleen. God bless you. It's a blessing to see these uh, two holy women. Holiness is not even acceptable. And, and 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 what hurts me, it hurts me when I hear people calling me, don't even know the Bible, man. You know, they said Creflo Dollar, he repented from teaching prosperity. He still got a, a, a altar gift offering. I sent a video photo on uh, Facebook of him and Leroy Thompson dancing on money. See, this is what's causing problems in the church. If you go to my Facebook and continue to go down on the icons and look at these these videos I got, there's a church here in Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> they said, work it out. Listen to rap music, dancing out like they're dancing in the streets. See, this is an, this is an anti-Messiah spirit that has taken out all the gifts of the spirit. They don't know nothing about that. He's talking about walk it out. That's not even doctrine. When we go away from sound doctrine, we open up the doors of doctrines of demons. When the Bible is not the authentic word of God that's teaching you, you need to let it go. And here in America, we see this spirit of anti-Messiah coming in the church. We see this prosperity spirit pushing out holiness. Prosperity is when you are blessed by God. He said, above all, I wish that thy soul prosper, even as you. Third John 1, 2. The Lord wants us prosperous, but the prosperity doctrine only sees financial contributions and money. That ain't, that ain't it, Bubba. That's not it. And that's, that. this is what's hurting people when they fall into these types of doctrines. In the black church, I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and some of you probably from Jamaica, uh, you know, in a foreign country, you never experienced racism, but I have. And I'm from Alabama. And they would beat my father and them to go vote. You see what I'm saying? When Dr. Martin Luther King was formed out of the church, the power of God was using that man. Now Satan is using Donald Trump in the white church to come after everybody, including them. They evangelicals, mostly white evangelicals here. I'm talking about white Americans. I'm not talking about the overseas. They're more beautiful than these ones here. I don't know where these come from. But they rough. They got a lot of demons in them. And so this is a split within the body of Christ. How can a born-again Christian be a Freemason? How can a born-again Christian be a Satanist? How can a born-again Christian be an Eastern star? 
a Kappa Alpha Psi. All of these are secret fraternities that you make a covenant with man, not God. Holiness is not taught. Sanctification is not taught. And then what happens is people start straying away from the gospel, following Christ in the wrong perception. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. This is out the King James Version. I'm a teacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not here to entertain. I'm a soldier, a combat veteran in the flesh and in the spirit. The danger of false teachings. Now, as the Lord gave this to me, I begin to see how people are drifting. If you set under something, that's what you're going to get. I set under a lot of Derek Prince. All these books I got is Derek Prince. My whole library, I got a whole closet full. That's all I set under. So I'm constantly listening to him even in my sleep. So I got a proper diet. Some people are not getting a diet. They're going to church, and they're not even being taught. They're being taught things that doesn't even deal with them having life-changing events. They're not talking about bitterness, rejection, anger, spirit of malice, generational curses. They're not talking about that. And they, people lose out on the blessings that God has by searching for doctrinal churches that they've been trained by their mother and father through their traditions, not having any spiritual understanding of the Bible and following the best that you know how, and that's a definite trap for the enemy. So I blame the Christian church for not doing its job, but I'm doing mine. Now, if you turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Holy Spirit has specifically revealed that in the latter times there will be a falling away both from a personal faith in Jesus Christ and from scriptural truth. That's happening now. They will appear within the church ministers who are highly gifted with elegant words but with no power. Some will accomplish great things with financial wealth and speak very well in its oratorical, but their heart is far from God. Open up the doors to seducing spirit in them, and those set under that will have the spirit transferred to them. Transfer of spirits. First Timothy 4, verse 2, speaking, lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience scared with a hot iron. You have people that's preaching the gospel for money's sake, and they don't even care. They got a hot iron conscience, but God will deal with these. Peter Popoff, that fool, uh, this other one, hurry up and send that $100 right now. You're going to make the blessings of God. Don't you do that. Send that money right now. Man, I cannot do that. And people buy that and get ripped off by the, by, by the devil. Move quickly, move quickly, move quickly, hurry up, move quickly. You can't even think about how to give. Then when you're giving in the church, they got five, six offerings. You'd be broke by the time you come out of there. The Bible says, require for you to tithe. That's it. But when people don't know the scriptures, they start drifting away, and doctrines of devils start developing here in America. Most white American Christians are in QAnon. That's demonic. These are philosophies of uh, uh, what they call exportations of some political format that don't even exist. That's an imaginary doctrine, QAnon. Theories. Theories are nothing but demons. Doctrines of devils, and we're seeing that prevalent so far. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience scared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats which God had created, to be served with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused. It is to be received with thanksgiving. 
for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's food. It's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's in the Bible. I went to a church in Israel. I don't eat pig. The Lord said, pray over that pig and eat it because you're at their house. Become all things to all men. I said, okay, Lord. Came back. He showed me the scripture. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. The Lord has warned the church in the Bible about this type of stuff. You have pastors. Warn to the pastors that destroy my sheep and scatter my flock, Jeremiah 23.1. You have pastors that have destroyed a lot of Christians. They have used Christians up. They have taken every dime they got out of them. They are making them pay for everything. Do you know you have to go pay some money to see T.D. Jakes? I wouldn't send one dime to see him. Not one dime. He need to lose some weight and get real up here hugging bones with t uh, uh P Daddy, P Daddy. What I look like, me with Snoop Dogg. I, me and him ain't got nothing in common. I used to be a gangster. I ain't with that no more. What What do I look like sitting taking a picture with Snoop Dogg? Huh? What I look like in a, in a Satanist church? That don't look right. In the name of Jesus, the message is God wants you to study for yourself. God has warned the church about these things. If you turn to 1 Timothy 4, verse 6, it says, If thou put thy brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. This is the problem. People not attaining the doctrine of the word of God in these churches. Can't nobody say, I, don't, I bring it. I bring scripture after scripture after scripture because I'm not the one that's doing it. I'm just the messenger. That's all I am. It's like being in a tank. For a tank position, I'm just passing the shell. Other tank position, pick it up, you throw it the other side, of the gun and shoot it. I'm just passing the weaponry. That's all I'm doing. God has warned the church. He wants us to have good doctrine, but you know what? People don't even know what good doctrine is because they don't know the Bible. And they're following these pastors that have their own ideology. And they sound very, very articulate <clears throat> in their speaking. But it's not changing your life. Then he says in 1 Timothy 4, 7, But refuse profane and old fables and exercise thyself unto godliness. For bodily exercise profited little. Everybody going to the gym. That ain't holiness. For bodily exercise. Well, I'm 255 pounds. They told me to lose weight. <laughs> Baby, that's spiritual. For bodily exercise profit little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promises of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, word thyself in all acceptance, for therefore are both labor and suffer reproach, because we trusted in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, specifically of those that believe. God loves you. You believe in Jesus. This is a new year. If you call yourself a Christian, please study the Bible. Because there is a a a a a a, a thing of apostasy is, is, that I'm seeing that's taking place in the church. Let me explain this to you. And I want you to please please pay close attention. Listen to this. And I'm seeing this every day in the church. People falling away from the Lord. People giving up. People don't know how to fight the devil. One guy called me from New Zealand. And he said, I didn't know that we supposed to fight the devil. The pastor told me that Jesus paid the price for the devil. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. But the devil went at Jesus three times. He's going to go with us more than three he tried to tempt them three times in Matthew 4. If he's that persistent, what did he do to you? And the man told me, I didn't know that the thief was the devil. I said, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Sister Durden heard that on the phone. I, 
our mouth just dropped. And my heart really hurt when I get on the Internet and I see pastors in female uh, shoes in Africa. They walk it in female shoes. That's a spirit of femininity. And, and, and when you have a pastor that does not have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, man, that church is going to have all kind of sin. Whatever that you are under, if whatever that pastor sins, if it's grievous sin, that can fall on you. People don't understand. And people are leaving. I'm seeing so many people falling away from, from the Lord. The Greek word apostasy appears twice in the New Testament. In the noun form, apostatois, A-P-O-S-T-A-S-I-A -S -S -A in Acts 21.21. Also, 2 Thessalonians 2.3. And here we see in Hebrews chapter 3.12 in the verb means translated departing, but in some others translated turn away. We see a whole lot of turning away from people. I'm seeing people turning away from God, trusting in materialistic things. When people go through trials and tribulations, they're ready to give it up. Uh, when people have a situation in life, they, they, they don't want to fast. They don't want to pray. They want to go, go find some alcohol. They're going back to the world for relief and then coming back for Christ when things are okay. That's double-minded. You can't do that with the Lord. When you put your hand to the plow, you're not fit to loop back, Luke 9, 62 and 3. But people haven't been taught that, and it hurts so bad in my heart. I see people don't know nothing about the deliverance ministry. They don't even know that the child's been attacked. It hurts. Here it is, 2024, and Jesus said this over 3,000 years ago, and it's still not popular. My God, my God. When you do individual apostasy, that means that you have fallen from the grace of the blood of Jesus Christ and his new covenant with generation and sanctification. You have abandoned renewing yourself in the Holy Spirit. And there are a lot of pastors that have sold themselves out with money. That's apostasy with idolatry, with money, and people following them. When we deal with areas of tradition in our lives, that is not being a Christian. And the sermon today is that you call yourself a Christian. So I'm giving you some outlines to show you what a really Christian is. And you'll be very, very shocking to see what it is. The first thing you need to do is to come out of all your tradition. Jesus says this in Mark 7, 6, And he answered and said unto him, Well, have Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That's the church today. People won't read the Bible. They will believe anything. And they will go to a church of what they hear. Oh, well, I like this pastor here because he ain't talking about sin. And he's doing the same thing. So they're, they're set under that. How be it in vain do they worship me? There are a lot of Christians worshiping Christ in vain. Let me say this here. Here are some pastors I tell you to stay away from. Stay away from T.D. Jakes. Stay away from Paula White. Stay away from Jesse DePlantis, Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, George Myers. Ain't, they ain't got no anointing. They just got a lot of money to get on TV. I don't see none of them casting out demons. Can y'all put me on TV? I, I, I'll, I'll really show you some stuff. I've been had the whole all mass deliverance in there. Let everybody see the power of God. They're not going to do that. So you can't look at these people as Christians because you don't know what's in their heart. All kinds of scandals with these people with big money. Money would lure a lot of people into temptation. This is why the Lord says, seek not to become rich. That goes against the scriptures. That's apostasy. You are falling away with a doctrine of demons. Prosperity ministry is doctrine of devils. And the Bible says, in the last days some shall depart, giving heed to doctrines of devils. And that's what that is. Those are doctrines of devils that's going on right now in the church. When this man said on YouTube, go to YouTube and type in TDJ saying it's okay he can coexist with homosexuals. That's not in the Bible. Go look on my video and you go look down there and you see that church saying work it out, walk it out on New Year's Eve, December 31st, dancing in the church, listen to rap music. These mega pastors, Joe Osteen, at the Madonna concert, Lady Gaga concert, 
What I look like at an earth wind and fire concert. I'm a deliverance minister. The three elements of the earth. I know what that is. Those are demons. Why is it that the deliverance ministry is not popular nowhere? Why is it that this ministry comes under so much attack? Because we are the ones who bring the word of God to the believer. Now the Bible says something else about Christians. And another thing that Christians don't realize is that if they don't have any understanding of discernment, they can get bewitched. And God doesn't want any of you to be bewitched. In Galatians 3, 1, it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched me? Let me show you how you can be bewitched. Because I don't want you to be deceived. I'll serve a person, and they don't have to give me a dime. If they got a financial situation, hey, I'll still help them. I don't, I'm not going to say, well, you got to tithe to come see me. I've never done nobody like that. I know people don't tithe. I don't say nothing. If they want to call me, I'll still help them. God will deal with them. God will mature them. You see, we're not here to be under the law. We're under grace. If God was patient with this drug dealer <laughs> for 30-something years, I can be patient with you. Because it's not me who's the judge, it's the Lord. And God does not want any of you, brothers and sisters, deceived. Because this is what's going on in the body of Christ. A lot of deception going on. And I'll pinpoint one of them for you. In Second Peter chapter 2, verse 3, you see in these words called feigned words. F-E-I-G-N-E-D. Feigned words, the Bible says. Pay close attention because you're going to see this in all those ministers that I minister to you. I had a pastor in, in Kingston. He got on my radio station a new, a new Year's in 2016, and he said he had a hidden scripture. Send in $190 for these scriptures. I called him and yanked him off my platform the next day. The house of God is not a place for sale. If any of you want help and deliverance, if you're not tired, I'm still here to help you. That's no way in the Bible. Let the Lord deal with them with that. Worry about your own problems. We got too much gossip in the church. We got a lot of demons in the church. People need help. And it hurts me to see so many people be broken by following Christ with a zeal and running into the hands of men with vain words. In Second Peter chapter 2, Verse 3, and through covetousness shall they were feigned, F-E-I-G-N-E-D, feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The false teachers will commercialize the gospel of Christ, being experts in greed and in getting money from believers to enhance their ministry and their influent lifestyles. Believers must be aware that one of the chief methods of false ministers is to use feigned words to tell impressive but false stories or to give extravagant statistics of his ministry in order to inspire God's people to give money. They glorified themselves in enhancing their ministry with these fabricated words, thus the unweary and sincere child of God that does not know the Bible and don't have the Holy Spirit and don't study become an object of exportation. Please study the Bible. You can study that word like I do so you won't be hurt. Amen. Now, I want to go to Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And God tells us, that there will be destruction with these types of people. So don't worry. You just work out your own, and you learn holiness. And you, you give to a ministry that casts out demons, that heals the sick. If you get word of knowledge, if you see the gifts flowing, Sabbath keepers, not no Sunday, just stay, 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 stay to yourself. Don't even go, if it's a Sunday, don't go up in there. Because God says we must worship him on the Sabbath. So God gives us warnings that things will happen to these type of people. So you ain't got to worry. Here it is in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. The destruction of false teachers. For if God spared not the angels that sin, 
but cast them down to hell, and deliver them into chains of darkness, to be reserved into judgment. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, an eighth person of a preacher of righteousness, being in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Solomon and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. That goes for T.D. Jakes, me, you, the Pope, or everybody. Don't nobody is excluded with this scripture. Everybody. So serve God. You see somebody doing something, don't judge them. Work out your own salvation. Stay out of their business. First Thessalonians 4.11, say make it an aberration, lean a quiet life, and tend to your own business. Just, you just work on you. Amen? Because God says, and deliver just lot, vex with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For the righteous man dwelleth among them in sin and hearing, vexed his righteousness soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord know how to deliver the godly out of temptation, and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chafely them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, despise government's presumptions or their self-will, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now, did you notice when it says despise government? That's what's going on with these Trump followers. That's right in the Bible. They despising the government. They want to overthrow. He said he want to be a dictator. This is the Antichrist spirit. Remember I said Dr. Martin Luther King, God used Dr. Martin Luther King in the black church in the 60s to form the civil rights? Well, the devil got white Christians thinking that this is a Christian who has not committed himself to Jesus, and they call themselves evangelicals, bagging up this idiot and this man full of demons. You see how the devil is working? We are supposed to learn how to have holy living, but people don't teach that. See, you call yourself a Christian, but do you desire to live holy? You call yourself a Christian, do you desire to be separated from the world? You call yourself a Christian, do you love the world more than the Word of God? You call yourself a Christian, do you have idols in your heart? My children, present thyself from all idols, First John 5, 21. We have to work out our lives every day because we always got something we're dealing with. Jesus of Nazareth is real. And if you're a real Christian, you would have the understanding that God speaks of holy living, and that is being a true Christian. Please turn to Second Peter 3.14. Second Peter 3.14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, he diddles it that ye may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless, and account that the long sufferings of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother and Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, had written unto us. He also in all of this epistle, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things heard to be understood, which they that are unlearned learn and unstable risk, so that they see others in Scripture unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things, beware, lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked. Fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. That's holiness. Now, do you really want to see if you're really a Christian? Do you want to hear this? Uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. If you really want to be a Christian, this is part of Christianity. Now, a pastor that's trying to pimp your money, he's not going to spend time like this. He's going to be working on getting money from you. So he's going to tell your flesh and mind what you want to hear. As if God's going to give you back in exchange for money. That's nowhere in the Bible. So let's look at real Christianity. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Now I can write a book on this here. <laughs> Believe me. And I'm going to give you some testimonies of my suffering. And you can also suffer for sin too. A lot of people suffer from sin things to suffer from righteousness. The Bible says what you sow you will weep. 
Now, if you're a real Christian, you would be able to understand this. Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 1. The privilege of suffering. Ooh. Oh, honey, give me that money. <laughs> they ain't suffering. I done suffered. Let me give you an example. We have to learn as Christians to wait on the Lord. And when he purges us to wait, we make mistakes, but his grace is sufficient for us. In Hebrews 4.16, he's given us grace in time of need. We need to thank him for that so that we can be perfected. Some of these situations in our lives, we've never been taught true Christianity. I know I haven't. My whole life, I was Roman Catholic. I'm so grateful that he's sitting here to teach the Bible to an audience. Because I didn't know none of this. And God does not want you to be a Christian that not know what a Christian is supposed to do. Now, this is one of them that's not popular in the church, but I'm going to use this. Here we go. Privileges of suffering. Only let your conversations be as it becoming the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit. Does pastors teach people to do that? No. With one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are they teaching that? No. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident taken of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Jesus told the man, go sell all your possessions and come serve me. He can do it. That's a true Christian. Would you suffer for his sake? I don't like to suffer. Man, look, I went through a trial for four months in my house. Oh, my God, the Lord was dealing with me. And I learned a lot from this trial. I, and the Lord told me, <laughs> I don't know how he talked to you, but he's talked to me in a way that I can understand, okay? And uh, I'm most responsive to military terminologies. Hey. <laughs> no, no, like boom. And I begin to notice that when God works with us, we have to give him our life so that he can put us through situations to develop as a Christian. Most Christians don't even want to go through a trial of tribulation. Four months, I had my water busted in my house. I got it fixed. Two months later, it bust. Then it busts again. The guy said he was going to come back. He didn't come. The Lord told me to wait. He said, wait. Wait on me, son. I said, okay, Lord. I said, okay. Let me use my military training. I got a tub in here. I got some bleach. Clean that out real good. Scrubbed it out. I said, I'm not taking a shower here. I'm going to take this water in this tub and fill it up. Got another tub. We took the shower curtain off the bathroom because I ain't, I don't have company here. People come here, they can use the restroom. I put the shower curtain back up, but I got water there. And I used that water to cook off of. I left and go to the gym. I said, I can go to the gym. I got a membership through my insurance at the gym up here on 85. So I did that, and the Lord said, wait. Now, if I didn't allow God to put chase in me and correct me, and teach me how to wait, that part of Christianity in me would not be applicable for the time that I needed to get this blessing. I waited. So I had my clothes and dried them, canned them to the uh, washer to get a wash. My washing machine works, but my water busted, so I couldn't use it. I waited three months. Then I went into that place to wash my clothes. The Lord said, see that man right there? Go up here and talk to him and tell him. And I said, Jesus told the apostles to go into that fish and get that money out the mouth. I said, yes, Lord. I went right to it. And that man came to my house, gave me his number, and fixed it for $200. That's Christianity. I'm not perfect. 
but I learned the trial of suffering. I learned the trial of allowing God to chasten you. You see, we cannot be truly committed Christians unless we allow God to chasten us. And a lot of Christians are not taking that to heed when I say allow God to chasten you. That's foreign to a lot of Christians. If God can't discipline you, how can he correct you? And there are a lot of Christians would not allow the Lord to correct them. And so what happens is you Christians don't recognize that you become a bastard. Because there's a lot of bastards walking around here. I got the scripture for you. That's not a cuss word. B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S in the Bible. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8, it says, But if ye be without chastisement, wherefore all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So you got a lot of Christians that's bastards. Because you won't let the Lord correct you. You won't fast. You won't forgive. You won't pray. You will only come to the Lord to help you get out of little trouble. And then you go right back doing the same thing you're doing. That's not Christianity. True Christianity is allowing God to discipline you as his son. You call yourself a Christian? then submit yourself to the will of God. You call yourself a Christian? Why are you into this QAnon? If you call yourself a Christian, why are you all into politics more than the word of God? You call yourself a Christian. What the hell are you doing on the wrong day? You up here running on talking about hallelujah on a Sunday. Are you crazy? Jesus is Lord of Sabbath. No, y'all don't want to hear that. But see, that can stop you from going to heaven. It's a sin. But you judge the, you judge the man who commit. Oh, he fornicated. He's sinning. The, he didn't have sex with John Mama Mama. You fornicating every Sunday spiritually. Because that ain't the day of worship. You won't let God chasten you for that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. For consider him that endures such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortations which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. And that's when Christians leave. They don't want to be rebuked by God. They don't want to be corrected. I dealt with this man for seven years. Seven years. He was believed that Donald Trump won the election. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This man got this spirit in him. Took him seven years. And then the Lord had me to call him yesterday. He had to repent. He called me back. I'm sorry, brother. He had that line talking about the Lord gave me the scriptures to give you. He can't even hear God. Talking about Second Titus 3, 9, don't argue with genealogy of the Bible. I said, how can I argue you with genealogy of the Bible? I just gave you all these scriptures on the Sabbath. So he called me back. And said, I, I, I said, you need to repent. See, this is people trying to play spiritual. They don't listen to God. They don't, they don't humble themselves. They don't read the word. They don't allow God to lay them down on that table. The potter in Jeremiah. The potter in Jeremiah. Now, I want you to understand that when you are a Christian, you are supposed to every day serve the Lord, read the Bible, ask God to give you the Holy Ghost, ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit, allow the Lord to chasten you. God loves you when he's trying to correct you. But if you don't allow God to correct you, how can you be blessed and see the Lord? Don't forget Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. No man. 
no man shall see the Lord without following holiness. So we should be pleasing for the Lord to chasten us. But what we do, we get angry at God. We get mad at him. No, I don't want that. But you'll be the first one to run to ask him to help you. Hebrews 12, 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verify for a few days, chasing us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you don't allow the power of God and his word to correct you, you will not see God. And you call yourself a Christian. You don't even know the word holiness. Let me read this again. Lord, have mercy. For they verify for a few days, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10, for they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemed to be joyous, but grievous, nevertheless, after it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exceedingly thereby, and appeal for holiness. So when he can chasten you, he can set you up for the understanding of holiness. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down in the feeble knees. Make straight path for your feet, lest that ye be lame, be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So he got to get that bitter rudeness out of you. You have to allow the Lord to do this, and then you are considered a Christian. Now, if you allow him to do that, let me carry you to the operating room. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 18. I'm going to put you in the operating room. Spiritual operating room. Okay, go to Jeremiah. And we're going to read chapter 18. You call yourself a Christian. Well, if you're a Christian, you have to yield to the word. If you're a Christian, you have to forgive. If you are a Christian, you have to meditate on the word of God. And see, when you meditate on the word of God, that will strengthen the inner man in you to build yourself up to resist temptation, to give you an understanding of why you are put on earth because your life is really hidden in Christ Jesus, according to Colossians 3.3. God wants to bless Christians and he wants to make us prosperous according to Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor set it in the way of sinners, nor set it in the seats of the scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Do you do that? You call yourself a Christian, do you do that? I know Christians read about 30 minutes, 15 minutes, a little bit. They kind of and they'll try to act spiritual with actually straight through them. When you are in the Word, the Holy Spirit will show you that them demons and these people. And he shall be like a plea planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall also not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff which the wind drive it away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It doesn't pay to do it yourself. You call yourself a Christian, lay down. Let the Lord straighten you out. Give it all up to him. 
Stop using pride and your intellectualism. Get the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Find the purpose of your life. And allow God to be the potter and the clay. Turn to Jeremiah 18.1. The word which... The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he walked a work in the wheels. Let the Lord work that wheel on you. Get all this mess out of you. You are clean through the word. John 15:3. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. 2 Corinthians 7:1. That's being a Christian. Ask the Lord to forgive you if you make a mistake. Don't just continue to sin. Because said, I continue to sin by no means. No, we can't continue to sin. Romans 6, 1 says that. But we are under grace. We're not under the law. And a lot of people don't realize and even know what grace or law is. I'm finding this out. So allow him to make that vessel. And he made it clay and married in his hands of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, seeing good in the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as with the potter, says the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are ye hands, or so are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. The question is yours today. The choice is yours. The question is you. Are you really a Christian? Have you totally surrendered your life to God? Or are you the Christian that the Apostle Paul speak of in 2 Corinthians chapter 3? And I see a whole lot of these Christians. The choice is yours. 2 Corinthians 3.1 And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but unto carnal. There's a lot of you carnal Christians. You're so carnal, you think carnal. You quote the scriptures carnal. You do everything from the carnal perspective. You're carnal, even as unto babes. I fed you with milk. And not with meat, for hither you are not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. And I see so many Christians like this. For you are yet carnal, for where there is among you envy, strife, divisions, are you not carnal and walk as man? The choice is yours. Would you get and let the potter do the work which is God? Would you allow God to chasten you as sons, according to Hebrews 12, so that you are able to be able to see the Lord? For it is written, follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 4. The choice is yours. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. We thank you for this word, O God. And I ask that the hearer be blessed. I ask that you protect the hearer, bless the hearer. And allow them to come closer to you, Lord. I ask that they surrender themselves to you by their free will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tell someone about Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Tell someone about Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Zero sugar. I'm working on a sermon about health. I'm showing, working on a sermon about a controversial subject that I'm going to bring up, very controversial. And uh, I'm getting that, that together. But let someone know about Live Deliverance in that radio. Please tell someone about this radio station. Tell someone about Live Deliverance in that radio. Let them know that they can go to www.livedeliverance.com 24 hours a day. Please sow a seed to keep us on air. We have got to change our site because people called in on the where the button at. It's all the way down to the bottom left-hand side. I did that just to show the world that it ain't all about money. I put that at the bottom, and God always sends people to do it. But we need to get it to the top because people don't know how to get to the bottom of it. So go to www.livedeliverance.com and go on our site, and at the lower left-hand corner, there's a PayPal icon. Please so see it. If you'd like to become a member here, we would love your membership. You can email me at overgenav1 at gmail.com. Call me. This is a, a ministry line. This is not my private line. 678-701-3733. The choice is yours. You really want to be a Christian? Surrender to God. Shalom. Again, source www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left-hand corner of that icon. Whatever you give us, we thank the Lord for that. Email us if you want membership. 
if you're in a local Atlanta area or if you're outside Atlanta in any other states, if you have demonic possessions in your home, we do home exorcism. Uh, all we do is ask you to provide me up there. I won't even charge you. Just get me up there. I'm not in this for money. If you'd like to sow a seed for my labor, amen. Uh, contact us if you're having uh, demonic activity in your home, and I will be able to assist you if I can, if you allow me to come. God bless you. Shalom to you. Surrender. It's a new year.